Hey guys, what's up? Thank you so much for joining another episode of Bees Perspectives Radio. So I'm going to talk about some of the most recent NFL news. So uh, stay tuned. It's going to be fun. And I can't wait to talk about what we're about to discuss. So uh, reports say that uh, Nick Bosa, the 49ers, you know, hurt his hamstring. Um, you know, Nick Bosa, obviously, you know, the 49ers top pick in the NFL draft. Uh, definitely a blow there that he hurt his hamstring. Uh, from what reports say, it shouldn't be too, too bad. Um, he should be ready before the start of training camp. Um, you know, Bosa's a super talented player. I think he's going to be an incredible boost with that 49ers defense. And uh, I think, uh, as I've mentioned, you know, on my Twitter before, where the 49ers are going to be a pretty good team this season. Uh, with the help, with the healthy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, very well they could be in contention as a playoff team. Um, you know, of course, you still have teams like the Rams, the Seahawks that could still win the division, uh, but the 49ers could still try to earn a playoff spot. But uh, a key thing to look out for is Bosa's injury. Um, hopefully, he'll recover really well and everything. You know, he's, he seems like an exciting player, um, so I can't wait to see how well he performs this season. Another unfortunate thing that happened was the uh, injury uh, of Jimmy Ward suffering a broken collarbone. Um, you know, a flute play happened and he broke his collarbone. And uh, he should be ready before the starting training camp. So, ah, the 49ers, man, they've uh, started off, uh, you know, so far this NFL uh, season, you know, practicing that is. Uh, with some injuries, you know, the injury bug seems to be going around. But again, you know, um, as a fan in general, you know, I don't want any players getting hurt. But the reality is that is that NFL players do get hurt. But we as fans, we want them to make a full speed recovery. We never want anybody to be hurt. Um, you know, it's definitely a tough thing. So um, hopefully those guys will come back, you know, fine and everything. And they will exceed expectations and play really well for their team. And again, I, I have really high expectations with Bosa. Um, you know, definitely one of the best players in the draft. Like I said, I can't wait to see him play. His brother is doing a really good job out. It with the uh, the Chargers, so um, I think you know um, he's going to have some similar success. Another topic that I want to discuss, and this is a big one. If you guys are huge Dallas Cowboys fans out there, so Dak Prescott is wanting to be paid a lot of money, and from what report says, he is wanting to seek at least. 30 million dollars that is a lot of money for a quarterback of Dak Prescott's caliber uh Prescott's a decent quarterback but the big question is is he worth 30 million dollars you know most notably Russell Wilson you know got paid a lot of money right he got paid a lot of money deserving he deserved it so much you know he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback and when I think of quarterbacks that you know break the bank you know that are worth a lot of money you know generally speaking you know they've won a championship or more you know so you look at guys like you know Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson Drew Brees you know guys like them you know who's been there and done that and successful uh Ben Roethlisberger um Tom Brady is another good quarterback um you know, as many people I've seen on Twitter talk about, you know, one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks ever. Um, one thing that I will say about Tom Brady, and, you know, and this is as a Jets fan, you know, 
Tom Brady, a good quarterback, obviously, yeah, without a doubt. But he is a team player guy, and he's not that type of quarterback where, um, you know, he's going to command thirty some dollars or thirty million dollars because we know as fans that Tom Brady is, you know, far beyond worth more than thirty million dollars. But the big question is: Is Dak Prescott is he really worth thirty million dollars? Uh, he's a talented young quarterback, you know. Don't get me wrong. Um, I would have to disagree with thirty million. Um, you look at other players that are in line for a contract extension. You look at Amari Cooper. You look at Ezekiel Elliott. Those are two really good players. I mean, especially Elliott. He's a he's an elite talent. And I think he is uh, the focal point of the Dallas Cowboys offense. If Zeke Elliott is not on his game, the Cowboys, as we have seen, struggle. If Zeke is not in the, if he's not fully 100% healthy, you know, if he's not in it, you know, or anything like that, you know, the Cowboys offense struggles. And um, with the addition of Cooper by trading for him, that bolstered that offense, and we all seen how well Amari Cooper played last season, and, you know, he definitely deserves an extension. So you look at this, you know, from a uh, from a business standpoint, you know, Dak Prescott's a great player, um, but Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper, they're going to want their money. And with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, most not too long ago, Le'Veon Bell got paid a lot of money. Before him, so did Todd Gurley. Those are two really great running backs. And you know Ezekiel Elliott is right up there, an elite talent. And he's going to want to command what they're getting, maybe some more. And uh, it's very possible that Ezekiel Elliott could get more than what Le'Veon Bell is getting, as well as Todd Gurley. Um, and not to mention, you know, they already dropped a lot of money on Demarcus Lawrence, who, hey, he had a killer season last season. And before that, he played really well, too. Definitely deserved that contract. Um, I was hoping my Jets would get him because if he was available in free agency, throw the bank at him because he's a really great defensive end. He's a really great edge rusher. Um, definitely exciting. Definitely really well put up double-digit sacks and everything. Um, and is an ascending edge rusher. So, um, you know, we'll see how Jerry Jones does with the whole uh, situation with Dak Prescott. Um, I mean, there's other quarterbacks that are, you know, higher tier that are making more money than him. Um, you know, like Matthew Stafford, you know, Matt Ryan. You know, Matt Ryan's another really good quarterback. Um, you know, I'm sure at some point Carson Wentz and Jared Goff are going to want their money. I mean, you can compare Dak Prescott. You know, is Dak Prescott, you know, better than Carson Wentz? Is he better than Jared Goff? Dak Prescott's durable and everything. You know, he's been more durable than, you know, Carson Wentz. Um, you know, Jared Goff, you know, played really well last season, as we saw. So, you know that, you know, the price for him is going to go up. So, um, it remains to be seen. But I just thought I'd share that news that it's really interesting. Um, you know, he's a good quarterback. I'm not going to lie. You know, he's talented. He's one of those quarterbacks that's uh, a dual threat, you know, who can pass, who can throw, um, and can make plays, you know. And I think, you know, the cool thing about Dak Prescott is that he helps complement Ezekiel Elliott really well because you don't always want to give Ezekiel Elliott, you know, so many touches per game because that eventually is going to wear and tear on his body, right? If you want to make a playoff push, what you want to do is try to give him a little bit of the ball, lighten the load up towards the early part of the season, you know, kind of give him a rhythm because, you know, come to 
December, you know, when you're right in the thick of things where you need your running back at your best, you know, you're going to have a healthier Ezekiel Elliott, you know, during the uh, end of the season where you can make that wild card push, you know, or even divisional push, you know, and be uh, possibly Super Bowl contenders because let's face it, the Cowboys, they definitely have the talent. You know, they have the talent on the offensive side of the ball. They have the talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, last draft, um, they got uh, Leighton Vanderersk, I want to say his name is. Um, really talented linebacker. I mean, the Cowboys got really, really blessed with such a tremendous athlete of a linebacker, honestly. And I think he pairs well with the other, the other defenders. And uh, I think him and Demarcus Lawrence are just going to be continuing to build upon that nucleus, you know, as far as the Cowboys defense that goes. So, um, you know, who, who knows, you know, um, I don't know how Cowboys fans feel about, you know, having Dak Prescott making over $30 million. Um, if Dak, I mean, if I think, you know, Dak's entering the final, uh, year of his rookie deal, um, I mean, if he makes a serious playoff push, you know, if the Cowboys want to wait and see how he plays, you know, this season, and if Dak plays lights out, you know, you know, maybe similar to Patrick Mahomes or makes, you know, or brings him to the NFC Championship game or maybe somehow brings him to the Super Bowl, absolutely, you should definitely highly consider, you know, uh, you know, paying him that large amount of money, especially if he is the big reason as far as that goes. But again, you know, Ezekiel is going to want a lot of money, um, and Amari Cooper is going to want his fair share of dollars too. So it's going to be it's it's going to be a very interesting um, you know topic you know for uh, for this all season to see um, what the Cowboys do. Um, they can maybe even you know slap the franchise tag on him um, you know once his contract expires. So that remains to be seen as a possibility. Um, you know, it's happened to quarterbacks before and then eventually get a long-term deal done or you look elsewhere. So we'll see how that goes. Um, last subject I want to talk about is the Jets general manager search. And huge New York Jets fan. Um, a little surprised, but not but not too surprised that Mike McCagnan has been fired. Um, only thing that mind boggles me is that when we fire Todd Bowles, Max should have been right there next to him, you know, um, being shown the door. Um, you know, as I've posted on my Twitter and my other social media outlets, I have talked about that Todd Bowles is not all at fault for the Jets' losing seasons um, over the last couple of years. Um, coaches coach. You know, let's be honest, man. All they can do is coach the players and work with what they got. The job of the general manager is to get them the talent that they need to succeed as a coach and make that playoff push and be potential Super Bowl contenders. That's what the Jets need. <clears throat> we need a guy that will sit there and draft smartly <clears throat> and also manage the cap really well um, because, let's face it, so, Mike McCagnan has had an opportunity this offseason to go out and get one of the top centers, you know, like a, a, per, a per, um, Paradis, I believe, or a Mitch Morse, right? One of the centers, we failed to do so. I have no problem with the New York Jets giving money to Le'Veon Bell, <clears throat> as well as C.J. Mosley. C.J. Mosley is a phenomenal linebacker. I've seen a lot of his games and with when he was with the Baltimore Ravens, the guy's a stud. 
and Le'Veon Bell. You look at what he's done with the Pittsburgh Steelers when he's on that offense, right? Teams are afraid of Le'Veon Bell because he's such a dynamic weapon. Like, you can put him in the slot. I mean, he can do so many things, run the ball downhill, catch him. He is such a dangerous running back that... You know, I think he's going to be a very, very key piece for the Jets' offense. And if you think about it, you know, Sam Darnold going into year two, how well is he going to perform? The fact that he has Le'Veon Bell as a security blanket, that's going to help him. That's going to build that confidence up. And it could reduce his turnovers because, you know, Sam had some turnovers at UFC, had quite a few, right? And before he got drafted, one of the key topics topics was, you know, Sam Darnold, you know, does, you know, have a lot of turnovers. And last offseason, or not last offseason, I'm sorry, I scratched that. <laughs> uh, last season, um, I seen some flashes of what he's capable of doing. Um, he played just like a rookie, as I would expect. He would have some hiccups, he would have some lows, he would have some highs, and he would have some games where it's okay, all right, he's, he's you know, we want to see more, but he didn't do a bad job. So, um, going back to the general manager talk, uh, so right now with the New York Jets, uh, a fan favorite for sure, and a lot of other people would agree, um, number one on our list is Joe Douglas from the Philadelphia Eagles. And as Eagles fans know out there, Joe Douglas, you know, helped build that team to a Super Bowl winning team. Um, You know, he obviously is successful because he helped that. And if you want to look at recent success, you know, or even, well, not recent success, uh, success before that, right? So he spent over a decade with the Baltimore Ravens. He's worked with guys like Ozzie Newsome, Ozzie Newsom was an incredible general manager from the Baltimore Ravens. And you look at the Baltimore Ravens, you know, when they drafted, they drafted smartly and they got some really good players on that team. And as we saw the Ravens win, you know, the Super Bowl against the San Francisco 49ers, they drafted well. And we didn't see them, you know, do dumb decisions like, you know, drop money on, you know, guys that, you know, are not going to be really committed to the team. And as me players, you know, uh, the Ravens, they've always had that tough, nasty type of attitude, type of defense. Uh, And the Philadelphia Eagles defense is pretty good in its own way, too. They got some great guys on that team. Um, So as a Jets fan, you know, from what I'm hearing, Joe Douglas is the number one person. Um, Of course, I've also heard reports of Peyton Manning. A lot of people laugh about that. And it's laughable, let's just be honest. Is Peyton Manning really a strong general manager case? Probably not. Um, but could he serve in a role like John Elway and kind of learn up the ladder? Possibly. Um, but, eh, with Manning, he's more so, you know, he could be in his own way where he's smart enough. He could be an offensive coordinator. He could be, uh, I wouldn't say quarterback's coach. I just think that's insulting because he's far more superior than just a quarterback's coach no disrespect to any you know quarterback's coach out there but he has so much more to bring to the table I think he can be an offensive coordinator even a head coach for that matter Um, he is that smart but the consensus is that Jets fans including myself would like to have Joe Douglas Um, 
if for some reason Joe Douglas doesn't decide to go with the Jets, if he just stays in Philly or if he just decides to, you know, um, just say, you know, hey, I'm, I may consider another team and maybe go with them, you know, just out of crazy scenario here, um, he could do that. But it would be a major blow. Um, another person I would say that we could consider if Joe Douglas doesn't sign with the Jets um, I would go with the 49ers vice president player personnel, Adam Peters. Um, he did a pretty good job with the Denver Broncos. Um, most notably, I believe he worked with them um, from 2009 to 2016 and did a pretty good job. And, you know, if I look at his record here, he's done really well at what he's done. And he also worked with the New England Patriots from 2003 to 2008. So... He knows a little bit about scouting and, and developing players and knows that type of talent, um, you know, because the Patriots have been really successful at drafting players and utilizing their guys. Um, so, and he, he didn't do a bad job in Denver either. Um, so, and with the 49ers working with John Lynch, um, you know, they're doing some things out there to try to build up that team to be a championship type of team. You, you know, they almost won the Super Bowl um, years ago. And, you know, even even during that time, you know, they had that tough defense like Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman. So, yeah, they had that they had the opportunity right there to um, go out and try to, uh, you know, win the Super Bowl. But the Seattle Seahawks, man, they played better. They had really good talent and they just prevented that. So um, it's going to be interesting to see who the Jets get, honestly. Uh, my biggest concern, honestly, is not so much more the general manager position. I think, you know, um, with our owners, they have got to get this right as far as the general manager goes. I mean, they have to. I mean, Jets fans, we are begging and screaming for someone that is competent enough to go out there and win games in a series. And so far from what ownership has brought to us recently... It hasn't worked. Mike McCagnan has not worked. Before him, we had the disaster in John Idzik. I don't even want to talk about all those wasted picks that he blew in that draft. It's, it, it bothers me because that really, really took a little blow to us as far as our progression over the years. And uh, especially our death, man, it hurt us bad. Um, so who knows? I'm hoping the Jets get it right as far as the general manager goes. Um, I was on a podcast with the uh, with uh, a Jets page on Twitter. Really great group of guys and and really nice people. And I definitely hear where they're coming from. And we all want Joe Douglas as well. Um, you know, like I said, the guys that I t- talked to, I was a guest on their show for a few minutes, and it was a really great experience. And I mean, I mean, we want Joe Douglas. I mean, that would be the consensus pick. Um, only thing is, with Adam Gaso, is he going to work well with him? I mean, look what he did in Miami. You know, he shipped some really good guys out, and he was a bit of a head case. So, um, so far from what Adam Gase, you know, has done, he's shipped away Darren Lee for peanuts, you know. Um, I've often said on my social media where with Darren Lee, okay, so we couldn't trade him in the draft, you know, you know, earlier, you know, we couldn't trade him for anything. Couldn't even get a third, fourth, fifth round pick for him. We traded him for a sixth round pick. Peanuts, basically. And if you think about it, 
it wouldn't have been a bad idea to keep him because he only counts against $1.8 million in the cap. And the Jets still have plenty of room in cap space where they could take on that contract and they can see how well he plays, right? So the smart thing would have been to keep Darren Lee to see if there's a linebacker out there that could have been injured or injured in any way or fashion, uh, whether it be the start of training camp, before training camp, uh, before the trade deadline, and that's going to prompt a team that's going to, you know, going to be desperate for a linebacker to help, you know, their team. Um, most notably, the uh, Washington Redskins, they lost their linebacker to a torn ACL. I'm just saying, could, could they have offered us more than a sixth-round pick? Maybe a fourth-round pick or something like that, something with higher value, you know what I mean? Um it's possible, or maybe say, for example, Darren Lee, you know, uh, in some certain packages, he plays lights out before the trade deadline and, you know, his draft stock goes up. We may get something like a third round pick. I obviously don't think we'll get, you know, at the time I was like, okay, we're not going to get a first round pick for him. We're not going to get a second round pick for him. Highly unlikely we'd get a third round pick for him unless some team, you know, is, I mean, Desperate. I mean, we're saying they get decimated with injuries and they need a linebacker that's got starting experience, which Darren Lee has and can play. And Darren Lee can play and uh, he's done an okay job. Not what we expected him from, but he's done okay. So, um, ah, it just remains to be seen. So, the only question I have with Adam Giss also um, is that, you know, Right now, it says as though he has full control of the team. Um, early this season, or I'm just not sorry, earlier this year, I should say, uh, before we even you know signed Adam Gaze, one of the one of the coaches that the Jets were considering was Mike McCarthy, former head coach of the Green Bay Packers, who wanted to have a little bit more say so of the roster and to have a little bit more charge, right? And I was on board with McCarthy. Give him what he wants. I don't care if it's a little bit extra money. It doesn't bother me if it's more control of the roster, you know, moves, this, this, and this. Give him that power because you look at his track record in Green Bay, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's won a lot of games. He's won a Super Bowl. He's worked with two of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever, ever played the game with Brett Favre. You know, even though it's towards his, you know, later years and everything. He's, and he's worked with Aaron Rodgers, who's arguably top three, top two, uh, best quarterback in the game right now when healthy. And if I look at it from my perspective... Okay, we finally have our franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold, right? We finally got our guy, right? After all these years, we've had Ryan Fitzpatrick, a journeyman quarterback. We've had Josh McCown, a journeyman quarterback. Before those guys, we had Geno Smith. He didn't work out with us. Then then before him, you had, you know, Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez, you know. And, you know, we all know what happened, you know, with... Sanchez and Tebow, that, that, that didn't work out. So now that we finally got a legit franchise quarterback, I would rather trust, honestly, and this is, this is my standpoint on this. I would feel a lot more confident and comfortable with Sam Darnold learning from Mike McCarthy, who's worked with two of the greatest quarterbacks 
than Adam Gase. You know, Adam Gase didn't do anything special with Ryan Tannehill. I know that, you know, Tannehill was injured and then, you know, um, you know, he didn't obviously, you know, succeed last year with him. And uh, we all saw how that happened. We know that Gase worked well with Peyton Manning, but come on, you know, I'm not going to, you know, sit there and say with Adam Gase that he was the quarterback whisperer of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was already well established as a quarterback. You don't have to tell him all these things, okay? I'm sure he knows how to, you know, operate offense. And he can basically be a coach, right? He can basically do it. You know, Adam Gase worked with him. He did a good job. But I don't think that, you know, all that credit should be put on Gase, you know, because Manning was already established. We know what type of guy Peyton Manning is. Very smart player and is going to give you the best he can give you. And and, and, and obviously has a winning pedigree. Uh, With Gase... Uh, you know, with Ryan Tannehill, uh, didn't work out. So I'm, I'm nervous, you know, supposedly this guy is a, um, a quarterback whisperer, a guru and things like that. And it did not work out. So my biggest fear out of all this is that the Jets are a disaster this season, which I hope and pray they're not. I really want them to be in the playoffs. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Patriots and this, and no disrespect to them, but come on, the Jets, we want to be back in playoff contention, like back in the Rex Ryan days, which I told people we shouldn't have got rid of them. He wasn't that, John Itzik didn't provide him the adequate talent. You know, after a while, you know, guys get older, guys, you know, um, want more money and everything, guys get injured, and it happens, but you have to keep you know, on, you know, drafting smart and, you know, spending money wisely in free agency. And we saw what happened with Mark Sanchez. You know, he did a decent job, you know, um, back in 2009 and back in 2010 with credits of the defense and the running game, you know, because he was coming in his own. But guys like Jericho Cotri and and Santonio Holmes and Braylon Edwards, when you stripped that away with him, you know, when you took those guys away from him, um, and LT retired. We saw what happened with Mark Sanchez. I mean, his production declined. And I don't want that to happen with Sam Darnold. So, um, that's my only thing. Um, McCagnan, uh, you know, he didn't draft any offensive linemen. So, as I've mentioned before um, on many Twitter outlets, is that our season will not be determined by Sam Darnold's success. Our season will not be determined by the success of the defense. Leonard Williams, Quinton Williams, Jamal Adams, all three talented guys that, as a Jets fan, I'm so glad that we got, right? But our season, ultimately, we fall in the offensive line's hands. Our season goes as far as our offensive line takes us. And I've been very adamant about the Jets drafting younger offensive line because we need it. You know, Kelvin Beecham's getting older, right? And Brandon Shell's a right tackle, you know, coming off injury. Well, guess what? After the end of the season, both our starting left tackle and right tackle are going to be free agents. What are we going to do, right? Uh, Brian Winters, you know, um, he's had his injuries. He's a, he still shows that he can be a good player. Uh, we don't know what the center position holds, you know. Spencer Long didn't work out. Um, that's the only thing, it, you know. And then 
We got rid of James Carpenter, and we got the guy from Oakland who I was a big fan of. I think his name is uh, Caliche Assimile or something like that. Um, but I remember him because he was a talented guy with the Ravens. I mean, he was a grinder. And, I mean, I remember him playing with the Ravens, having success, and uh, the Ravens couldn't pay them, him the money that he was worth, you know, which hey, it happens, it's a business. So he went on to the Raiders and did well for them, you know, and now he's with the Jets. So I think he's going to be good. But, you know, as far as the future of our offensive line, two of our starting tackles are going to hit free agency next year. Who knows what we're going to do? We may keep one, both, or just say Cyanar to both of them. Uh, and then you have the center position. So I'm worried about it because Sam Darnold's health is going to be at risk. Le'Veon Bell's production is going to be at risk. And don't get me wrong, Le'Veon Bell is a great player, but the offensive line that he had with Pittsburgh is much different from the offensive line from the New York Jets. That's the only thing, you know. Um, even though Bell's a patient runner, it remains to be seen how well he runs with our offensive line. So if our offensive line plays well this year, I mean, at least, you know, up to par, and Sam plays, lights out, and Bell does his thing, we have a legit chance to make a wild card spot. Um, do I think that we're going to make the Super Bowl? Realistically, no, it's not going to happen. Um, I think it's possible that we could be in the playoffs as a wild card team, whether it's a fifth fifth seed or a sixth seed. But no, I don't think that we're a Super Bowl contending team. No, no, we still we still have a ways to go. It may be some more time before that happens. Um, obviously, we need another strong draft. Um, Quinn Williams is a great player, but a lot of question marks remain to be seen as far as our other guys that we got. But, I mean, if next offseason, if we have a strong draft and we can knock it out, I mean, we're looking at the Jets being, you know, more than just a wild card type of team. We're looking at could the Jets win the division and be, say, you know, a second, third, or fourth seed. I mean, it's a possibility. So, who knows, guys? Um, but I just thought I'd share my take and everything. Um, as far as uh, the NFL uh, news for today goes, um, I want to thank everybody that's tuned in to my podcast. And, you know, as I continue to grow, I I appreciate it. I appreciate, you know, all the all the likes, all the retweets and everything. You know, I'm still new to all this. So just trying to figure it out. Just trying to get my foot in the door to be successful because I like this. I like getting uh, my foot in the door and I like talking about sports. You know, even though I'm a huge diehard Jets fan, I enjoy talking about other teams. You know, I don't care if it's the Cowboys, it could be the Rams, it could be the Bengals, it could be the Bills. It, it doesn't matter. It could be the Titans. I just love football overall as a fan because it's it's a great sport and it brings people together. But nonetheless, guys, thank you so much for um, tuning into my podcast. You know, catch me at another time um, as I continue to grow with this podcast. And I will definitely talk more about, you know, more recent news. And, and maybe if some breaking news pops out, you know, out there in the near future, uh, we'll definitely talk about it. But again, guys, thank you so much for uh listening in. Um, You guys have a great rest of your night and take care and peace out.